All right, folks. We're going to jump over to hard seltzer. Oh, man. Oh, baby. It's refreshing. It's tasty. It's something everyone's drinking. It's a marketing genius. It is something that is taking the beverage community by storm. And that's why we wanted to do a little segment on it. Um, so, Ben, I'm going to let you intro this. I'm going to let you lay the scene, and then we'll jump into why this is exciting. Sure. So, so briefly, let's talk about what a hard seltzer is. It, it basically is is a LaCroix-style fizzy water with alcohol, right? Uh, currently, there are two really big players in it, White Claw and Truly. They make about 85% of the market. Uh, White Claw is being, being the leader of the pack. Now we're going to get into some kind of crazy, insane statistics here. White Claw alone surpassed the sales of all but one craft beer in the month of June. Oh my god. That's nuts. Except for one, which was, which was Blue Moon. The category of hard seltzers is worth currently $550 million. Not a small chunk of change. Not a small chunk of change. Could be worth over $2.5 billion by 2021, which is insane. That is insane. Currently... Hard seltzer makes up 5% of the beer sales in America, hmm. which which is obviously expected to grow significantly. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, you have these two companies, White Claw and Truly, that make up about 85% of the market. Um, you see it's exploding. Um, if, if you don't want to look at the numbers and you want to look around you, there is just a giant push all of a sudden for all these companies to break into the hard seltzer space and to stake their claim in this pie. Uh, you even see Four Loco breaking out there, and Four Loco is known for being the, the killer drink. You you drink one and you're in you know Drunksville. Um, they're dropping their hard seltzer now too, and it's it is the hot new trend, and people are catching on. So. Now you're seeing all these copycats enter the space. Corona, Anheuser, Smirnoff, Henry's Hard Sparkling Water now. Are they going to last? Is this worth their time and investment? I think that's what the conversation has to be around. Um, because, you know, breaking into the beverage market is not an easy move. It's an expensive move. Oh. And it's typically one that doesn't pay well, at least in the first few years. It is typically a, a loss um, because most of it is brand building and most of it is marketing. Most of it is getting people to associate themselves with your brand. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think the, uh, you know, even beyond hard seltzers, frankly, the food and beverage market is, is based so heavily on trends and what's cool and what's, I mean, we say avocado toast all the time and it's kind of a joke, but avocado toast, the, the market for avocados has gone up. I mean, it just has. People, yeah. people have more of a taste for it than they used to. And that's blame it on millennials, blame it on whatever you want. But how, like, you've seen companies jump on the avocado trend, which actually comparatively is a pretty easy trend to jump onto because you just buy avocados and make guacamole, basically. Effectively, it's a little bit dramatic. But when you talk about actually breaking into a new market or creating a new product, you know, whether you're Corona or whoever, doing the R&D on a hard seltzer or, on a, or uh, you know, a new product is yeah. just... It's, it's very high and then then you have completely different concerns like marketing and inventory and you know how do you expand flavors how do you make it you know beyond a, a summer seasonal beverage you know I, I don't know that i want a pumpkin spice white claw 
Hey, I mean, I don't know. Don't don't say it because now it's going to be a thing. That is going to become a thing now because you just spoke it into existence. Uh-oh. I hope you carry the responsibility of pumpkin spice white claw moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's reflective of how people consume their alcohol. When you look at what a hard seltzer is, I think it plays into the same crowd of people that like La Croix. Yeah. La Croix. Um, I intentionally say it wrong because I don't like La Croix. It just does. It never appealed to me. I don't think it tastes very good. I don't understand why. But people buy it. People buy it. I know. People love it. I don't personally understand why it's so flavorless. Like at that point, just drink straight up club soda. Um, but it's marketed really well. It is marketed very well. It's got a great. Um, it, it it appeals to a certain kind of person, um, and I think this White Claw hits that same market. For example. The the way I saw White Claws explode around me, and I think the way a lot of young millennials, Gen Zers, will say uh, White Claws exploded around them, came in the college scene, came in the party scene, specifically just the sorority scene. <laughs> I mean, there's not like, I don't have any market-tested data for this, but everyone I talked to said, oh yeah, I learned about it because all of a sudden, um, you know, ex-sorority bash had... White Claws there. They, you know, they were drinking White Claws and that's everyone's fave sorority drink. Hashtag White Claws. Hashtag no laws on the claws. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I think that's reflective of of that uh, that market. And they're playing to that market now. Well, it's, it's, it's really kind of at its core a testament to the micro and maybe even sub-micro influencer, right? The, yeah. The sibling, the friend, you know, not even the community staple kind of person, you know, it, you know you get white claw into the hand of the hands of an older brother who's in college and then their you know younger sibling turns 21 and wants to be like their older brother then maybe they start drinking white claws <laughs> right I, I, well, it, it really yeah. you know it's a <clears throat> excuse me obviously the uh, the alcohol market is a little bit different than your normal food and beverage sure. distribution whatever because there are laws and uh, marketing schemes and stuff and regulations you have to face but I'll, I'll tell you what it does remind me of though is is in the 90s, the uh, kind of explosion of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. There was really, it was kind of created, you know, as part of this FMB flavored malt beverage trend. And, you know, basically producers realized that they could they could create a malt-based beverage that would be taxed at the same rate as beer. So it was, it was, it was a better tasting beer for people that was cheaper to make and cheaperly taxed for the company. So it, you know, it, <laughs> I think people like things that taste good, which is great. But, yeah. you know cost is obviously significantly important in that too. Very true. And, you know, just to put a, a pin in that, I think what we want to look for in the future of the hard seltzer is, is this going to be worth the time and investment? Because when you look at bringing a beverage to market, you got to think about e-commerce sales. You got to think about actually investing in shelf space. You got to think about now competing with the hundreds of other companies that suddenly want to bring their own hard seltzer to market. And is it going to amplify the hard seltzer in everyone's mind that there are all these options? Or is the kind of zero to 100 pedal to the floor way that all these companies are approaching it going to kind of turn people away from wanting it because it's almost too much, it's sensory overload, and at the end of the day, maybe it is just a fad. I, I just don't think it's been popular enough 
to warrant all these investments. So that's how we're going to close out today's show. Yep. going to go crack a Mike's hard, a White Claw, a Truly. We'll, we'll mix them all together and start start Wednesday off right. That's disgusting. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't tell my director <laughs> that. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Business Casual. It was a pleasure getting to chat with all of you. We'll Ooh. be back around next time. It's smooth. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com.